Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bravo East Coast Housewives. I'm your girl, Kim, and thank you so much for joining us today. Happy Monday. Let me tell you, mothers, I hope you guys had a great Mother's Day. I'm not a mother, but I have one, and she's kick-ass, and we celebrated yesterday, and it was amazing, and we had a great time despite this corona thing. Ugh, I'm so sick and tired of it, but I'm not even going to complain about it because I know that all of you are sick and tired of it too. We want to go outside. We want to go have fun with our friends. We just want to do it. We're waiting. We're waiting. I'm in Pittsburgh right now. And it's a little bit different than what's going on in Illinois. I guess we just got the okay that it's going to be a phase yellow come Friday of this week, which basically means the same thing, except I guess daycare is open or whatever. So there's that. But Illinois is still down in the same shit. They're going to be like that until the end of May. So yeah, I hope you're all well. I hope you're all healthy. I hope y'all are watching Bravo because there's a lot of shit that's going down. With that said, let's get right into it, folks. What the Bravo? So there's a couple things that I want to cover in What the Bravo. So I don't know if yins have noticed, but Bravo has been doing the hashtag binge with Bravo. And someone just texted me. That was my brother. Totes cool. But anyways, back to the binge with Bravo. So you can see during the day, or not, but I'm just going to tell you because I fucking see it. So there we are. They binge with Bravo. So they're playing all these different TV shows. Like I think the other day they were playing Southern Charm, the full season. I don't know what season, maybe like season four or five or whatever. Whenever Ashley was on it with Thomas. Oh, Ashley was the greatest villain of all time. I want her to be back on the show. I don't know whenever they're going to put out Southern Charm again. I want it to be soon because I miss them. And I also wonder, will Thomas Ravenel be back? Because I'm pretty sure, I think he got out of jail. So if he did get out of jail, is he going to be on the show? Because I kind of want to see him and just see what his deal is. But also, I don't know if that would be a good idea. But I'm thinking that in my mind. So Thomas Ravenel, are you going to be on? Are you not going to be on? What's your deal, man? But yeah, so they're playing all these different shows during the day and the season, whatever season it is. And I have to tell you, they played Real Housewives of Miami at least for two days. I'm sorry. Why? There is a reason why the show never got picked up again. I'm sorry, Miami. You're kind of, you're okay. I don't love it just because it's so goddamn humid and I get heat exhaustion very easily because I'm a little bitch, but whatever. Uh, But let me tell you, the Real Housewives of Miami, you didn't do anything for me. You weren't entertaining. I didn't think y'all were funny. I just didn't get it. So hashtag disappointed whenever they were playing Real Housewives of Miami. And I'm just saying public service announcement. Please don't do that to us again because it's not that good of a show. I mean, they thought the Real Housewives of Chicago was not going to do well because the women were kind of boring because I did read somewhere that they were looking years ago and they didn't go through with it because the women were like not doing enough for the show. 
I have to tell you, Real Housewives of Miami, they didn't really do much for me. That's all I'm saying. So moving on, let's transition to Summer House. Summer House was the first reunion show that they did via Zoom. I thought it went really well. I was surprised on how well it went. Connection was great with everyone. No one got fuzzy uh, like Tinsley did the other day on Watch What Happens Live, but it was actually kind of hilarious with what they were doing in their little game. But so Summer House, it was interesting to hear about some of the things that went on behind uh, the camera. Actually, not behind the camera. Whenever the cameras were done filming. So we find out that Jules has this little duel or this feud with Luke. And I guess one day they were kind of talking about how she hit him in the face in the Uber. And I guess she never said sorry, but then she did say sorry. But she was all pissed off because Luke was kind of being this misogynist asshole and was getting on Jules saying, hey, you thought my friend was hot whenever he was in town. And you said, like, why wouldn't you want to bang him and all this kind of shit? First of all, that's messed up. Second of all, she can think that your friend is hot, but she doesn't necessarily have to go home with him. Like, come on, bro. Get over yourself. Have your friends get over themselves, please. So that was a little feud that I thought was kind of interesting. And yeah, they were kind of talking about the whole Hannah Luke thing. I'm disappointed to hear that Hannah did not end up going to Minnesota with Luke whenever at the end of the season finale, he was making it a point where he said, oh, Hannah, I want you to come to Minnesota for me uh, with me for a week. And she was totally down with it. But then to find out via this reunion that she never went. What the fuck, Luke? What the fuck? You should have taken her to Minnesota. I'm kind of devastated that they're not dating because I thought that they were going to be really good. But Luke is kind of messed up that you were kind of doing the whole boyfriend thing with her, but like the whole physical thing wasn't really working out. You were holding on to something. You really liked Hannah, but she didn't want to hurt her, but you were fucking other girls. Makes no sense. I don't understand it. Hannah, I think it's better that you're not with him because he seems still all over the spectrum. And girl, you don't need that. You don't need that, honey. So yeah, I thought that was an interesting reunion. Ooh, Atlanta. Atlanta is pretty amazing. I mean, the women are doing the thing. They're kicking ass and it's going so well. And I can't wait to see what happens next. And I can't even, I need to like, I need to reflect on everything that I just saw. Like it's so overwhelming because it's so good. So now more housewives. Let's go to Beverly Hills. So this past episode, Kyle was pissing me the fuck off. I'm sorry. But like, why are you getting on Dorit's case for her being late to Teddy's little thing whenever she said to Teddy that she was going to be late already? First of all, that's none of your goddamn business. If she was doing glam, who the fuck cares? Get over yourself. You're there to support Teddy. Why don't you focus on Teddy instead of focusing on Dorit and her stupid ass Instagram? Don't you have a life? Come on, Kyle. Come the fuck Also, because she was making such a big deal about Dorit being late, and then when they went to Denise's house and they were talking about all this shit, I almost felt like I was back in Provence, France, whenever they were all fucking sitting there, and Kyle and Teddy were trying to make it a big deal that... Lisa Rinna dressed up as Erica Jane and said that smart-ass little comment about Kyle's sister Kim. It almost made me feel like she was trying to make a big deal out of something that wasn't a big deal. So that really kind of annoyed me. Oh, but on Wednesday, Denise seems to bring out her badass bitchness and she's not gonna, she's not gonna hack it. She's not gonna deal with it. She's gonna be like, bitch, get out of my face. Kind of like that. Maybe not. 
But I'm interested to see how she reacts because she kind of gets her uh, don't fucks with me type of attitude. And I think it's going to be great. That's a little couple things that I want to talk about with what the bravo. Now, we're going to go to the main event of my New York gal pals. Woo. Okay. I have to tell you, with all the episodes that I've seen for New York, I still can't get the vibrator in the chicken. I feel like that has been my ultimate episode. That's like the gold medal of all episodes for this season right now. However, I do feel like next week's episode, when they're going to the pumpkin patch that Luann arranged and shit, that looks like there's going to be some shit that goes down, and I'm looking forward to it. As far as this past week's episode, it was cool. It was all right. I appreciated it. You know, Luann meets up with her old uh, boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend Jacques, which by the way, I love them together. I'm kind of disappointed that he's engaged to this girl that Luann approves of, which is kind of cool. You know, she's supportive. They're still friends and their vibe just seemed to flow really well. I fucking like them together. So I'm a little bummed out that they're not but she's doing this whole little podcast live show to help out a friend or whatever. And it's for an anti-bullying uh, charity, which is pretty cool. So she's there and she wants Jacques to be there because I guess he is now in stand-up comedy. And we'll get there in a little bit because I wasn't really into his little show. But that's okay. So anyways, you have Luann meeting up with Jacques and they're talking about the upcoming event, which sounds pretty cool. And then you see Dorinda. And I do have to say, I do feel like Dorinda, ever since her Bluestone Manor um, place flooded, I do feel like she is talking a lot more about Richard and she's just kind of going back into that place. And even Ramona says that in this episode that she is talking about Richard a lot, which is so true because she ends up going to her old place where she used to live with Richard and her daughter um, somewhere. I don't know if it was the Upper East Side. I have no idea. Upper West Side. But she was going back to her old place just to look and you know brings back old memories and then she ends up going to the restaurant and her and Richard would always go every week she had a nice little girls lunch there which was kind of nice so everyone met up with her you find out Sonia's pouring fucking liquid from her little water bottle because the chick is doing a five-day fast oh I would never be able to do the five-day liquid fast I mean liquid kill me because I would die like who all I'm saying is super, super focus and determination and willpower. Sonia, way to go, sister, because this bitch, me, I would never be able to do that. I mean, get me a cookie on the side. Like, seriously, get me a burger, some French fries. I'm going to go to fucking McDonald's. You know what I'm saying. So super impressed that she's able to do it. Good for her. Now I understand, like, what some actors and actresses do because that's insane. Well, I guess I don't understand because I'll never do it. But anyways, Sonia understands. I also want to know, Elise came back on this episode. However, even though I'm not the biggest fan of her, sometimes she does have important things to say. Like, Luann takes a drink of vodka, which I think she originally thought was water, but Ramona said, hey, it's vodka, and then she takes a sip and whatever, and Ramona and Dorinda don't really think much about it because, you know what? She's done with her probation. She, like, can do whatever she wants, so she wanted to take a drink, whatever. Elise kind of says in the back, I don't know if I'd really do that, especially for someone who's still in AA. Like, aren't you supposed to resist the temptation to drink? So props up to Elise because I think she has a point, even though I don't know. 
there's just something about her. Her personality just, I don't know if I like it or not. I'm still trying to decide, but at the moment, it doesn't really vibe with what I want from the show and from the housewife. In my opinion, if it were up to me, bring back Barbara, honey. Bring Barbara back. I want to go to another clam bake. I want fucking Ramona to leave with a bunch of lobsters to go back to Dorinda's house. That's what I want. I don't know if they went back to Dorinda's house. I think it was, I think it was to Ramona's house. Pretty sure because it was in the Hamptons. But yeah, that's what I want. Bring back Barbara. You see Tinsley going out with her mom. Her mom, I tell you, comes to New York every fucking, it seems like every fucking episode she's there. She might as well just live with Tinsley, even though realistically she is not even living there anymore. She's on Watch What Happens Live talking about her eggs. They're still frozen. They're trying to decide if they're going to use it or not. But she's living in Chicago with Scott. So are they really going to have her back for Real Housewives in New York City uh, next season? I really would like to know that. Or is she going to be the one that steamrolls Real Housewives of Chicago? That would be really cool. I've already said that in the past. Yes. So Tinsley Dale go to uh, lunch and Tinsley's like, yo, mom, I broke up with Bruce. Too bad because I would have liked to seen Bruce to see if he would actually be on the show because Scott was for a hot second and then we didn't see him. But I would have liked to have seen Bruce just to get his deal and how their relation, like how their uh, rapport with each other would be. Because I feel like when she's with Scott, it almost seems very, almost very uh, childlike, a youthfulness to it. And, but I think that's very Tinsley. You know, she's kind of living in the whole Disney princess type of thing. And I just thought of it too. Think of her as like, she's like an adult Tinkerbell. I mean, let's just be real. She totally believes in all that stuff. And obviously she's getting her happy ending, if you will. Not the way that Denise gets it or her husband, but she's getting a happy ending in another way. So I would just call Tinsley, she's like the the adult 40-some-year-old Tinkerbell. And I think she wears the really well just get her a green fucking dress and a tutu and then you're all good to go but she kind of wears that frilly stuff anyway so just let her fly down the fucking magic kingdom whenever the fireworks go off whenever disney world opens up again or disneyland and then she got you got yourself a show and then bravo can go take their fucking show to disney world they can have a new idea for a new part of the story you're welcome you're welcome there's a new story idea there's a new vacay idea have Tinsley be Tinkerbell come down the little thing uh whenever the show starts and the fireworks go off Magic Kingdom Castle boom we also see Sonia going to New Jersey to talk with the VP and the CEO of her brand of her line the Sonia Morgan brand and you know she wanted to see the numbers I thought even though her fashion show you never knew when it fucking started and I don't even know if people knew when it ended I think someone just started clapping maybe Sonia started clapping who knows but Wanted to go see the numbers, how she did, and it's. I'm a little surprised that they didn't really make any sales after that fashion show because that's what the CEO said. My fingers are crossed, hoping that Century 21 is going to buy some of her collection so they can sell it in stores. And to be honest, I really love her clothes, and I probably have more of a style the way that Leah dresses and her athleisure stuff because I'm like yoga pants every day okay yes but I do think Sonia has some really cute things especially for going out attire like little cocktail attire or whatever I think it's really really cute 
I would love to see her shit in different stores. I would love to see her shit in Nordstrom or something or Macy's. So just saying. If the Kardashians can go in fucking Sears, I don't see why Sonya can't go into Nordstrom or anything like that. Especially, I feel like her clothes are a little bit more elegant, probably better quality. Maybe not, but I definitely think they're a little bit more elegant. So before we get to the podcast event, first of all, why the fuck didn't they ask me to do it? I would totally do it and I would... It would totally make more sense with my podcast than this chick. I don't even know who the heck this chick is, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't do a Real Housewives podcast. So I feel a little snubbed at that. I feel like I should have gotten the nomination to have that anti-bullying event. I would totally be down with it. I feel like my comedy and shit, if I were going to do that, would probably be much better than the stuff that they chose But I'm just saying, I don't even live in New York, but I feel like I would be able to, uh, I feel like I'd be able to pull it off maybe. Maybe I'm just setting myself up really high. But enough about that shit. I would like to talk about Leah and Rob, her baby daddy. That also frustrates me. They're basically like a Frank Catania and a Dolores. They're best friends. They literally live a few doors down from each other. When they were on the phone, Leah was playing around that she had a date. And then she was like, no, I don't have a date. She asks him, does he date anyone? And he's like, no. And I guess there's this girl that works for him. And he's like, she's just a friend. I told Kiki that. That's their daughter. And he just said that he doesn't have time. He's just busy and working. But obviously their dynamic is totally healthy or at least it seems like that they're basically doing the same type of shit that Luke did with Hannah in a way Hannah and Luke didn't have a kid but they had that mutual respect for one another or especially Leah and and Rob do Hannah and Luke that's just a little more twisted just because they don't have a kid but anyways you get what I'm saying The dynamic is respectful, and I think they love each other. They definitely love their daughter, and they're co-parenting very well together. They don't hate each other. They're just not having sex together. I don't get it. Why don't y'all want to make it work? I feel like you guys have been on and then off and then on and then off. I just hope that maybe they can make it work. I think it makes a lot of sense. Leah said that she wants her daughter to understand that you can have a healthy relationship with someone and she laughs about it because she's not really she has a relationship with her baby daddy but they're like not together and it's not necessarily the traditionally normal type of relationship but now 2020 with the whole COVID shit what is normal we don't even know that anymore obviously we're developing a new normal she was saying that she wants her daughter to experience what a healthy relationship looks like for a couple being together And I respect that. So now we're going to get to the podcast part. People are coming to support. The girls are coming to support Luann, of course. She's about to open up and she wants to make sure that she makes this little joke about how she didn't fuck the pirate. And then she introduced Jacques. Ha ha ha. He didn't think it was funny. I guess it was kind of funny, but like it didn't really do anything for me. And then you had Luann thinking that she would be funny reading her little diary Ah, and then there's shade thrown from Dorinda, but I'll get there in a second. But on the way there, I thought it was really nice and sentimental that Leah wanted to share with Ramona that she reached out to her mother because her mother wasn't speaking to her because of the whole, hey, I drank at Ramona's house and her mother didn't want her to go off the deep end. 
with Leah admitting that she texted her mom and Ramona being old school. You know what? Ramona has a point here. She's like, you need to call your mother. You need to physically be there or you need to call her because it's more comforting and you hide behind text messages. Ramona, oh, you do a lot of shit. Let me tell you, honey. But that was the best thing that you've ever said as far as making total sense and you're 100% right. People do hide behind text messages. They don't want to be vulnerable for one or they're scared. It's like bear down, buckle the fuck up and just deal with it. So she was basically saying that to Leah in a nice way. But yeah, I thought that was a really nice moment. You could definitely tell that Ramona was being super maternal there to Leah and Leah was really taking it in. I thought that was a really nice moment to see within the episode between the two girls and that made them closer props up Ramona and way to go Leah for being vulnerable to Ramona like that so whenever this podcast comedy thing is happening Luann is up there a little bit and she's reading her diary it's not really funny Uh, and then Jacques gets up there and he's trying to be funny and as Sonia said he could be really funny it's just we don't understand what he's saying because of his accent his accent is so thick and there's nothing wrong with that it's a little hard to understand any of your jokes if the majority of people in the room did not understand him were there as many laughs as there could be probably not but you know what he gave it his all At least he made an appearance on the show. So now we know that he actually does stand-up comedy. So, you know, people in New York, if you see Jacques or you hear about this guy named Jacques doing stand-up comedy, maybe go check it out. Maybe it's going to be better without being on the television. Who the fuck knows? But just go check it out. I thought it was great that Sonia, after the whole Luann drank the vodka thing, (laughs) she says, Oh, Luann, I don't want her drinking again. And then there's like a little pause and then she's like, without me, because that's my drinking buddy. Oh, I thought that was so great. I would love to be in Sonia's presence just to have a drink. Like, I would love to get drunk with her. I think she'd be fucking fun. I actually think that Luann would be pretty like fucking fun too. Dorinda maybe, but if she gets in one little, if you say one little remark to her and she takes it a different way, she will fucking cut you. And I don't know. If I'd want to deal with that when I'm drunk, because that could be deadly. Luann would be fun. Sonia would be fun. Tinsley may be fun. She would probably be last on my list. Ramona, (laughs) she would be fun. Oh my God. Elise threw some shade about her dancing. I thought it was so, so good. She was saying that Ramona dances like freaking Elaine from Seinfeld. Yes, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh my God. Let's bring Elaine's dance back. Let's do it on TikTok. It'll be a big ass thing. Ugh, beautiful. So now obviously we have to get into the dueling divas. There's only one, Tinsley Dorinda. Dorinda's still butthurt about the whole Tinsley, you're not being open enough with us. What the fuck? You're open with Leah. So I want to plan this lunch with the three of us so Leah can help me tap into you. And then Tinsley was like, why do I need to do that? I don't need to do that. I can do it myself. I'm a big ass girl. Like I have my big panties on. I wear thongs and all that shit, whatever. She doesn't want to do it with Leah. But here's the thing. I do think Leah would be not necessarily a mediator, but I think she's just good to be there because she knows Tinsley a little bit better. And maybe because their dynamic with them being younger of a different generation, let's say, 
they have more in common and then maybe she could reiterate it to Dorinda on how Dorinda could understand where Tinsley's coming from. I do think if it's just Tinsley and Dorinda, I definitely know that there will be a bigger brawl because I think Dorinda will go off on her and it'll almost be like a mother reprimanding a daughter because let's face it, I do feel like Dorinda is more of like a motherly figure to Tinsley and not necessarily a friend. I almost see more of a friend thing with Leah and Dorinda. There's just like a different energy there. But for Tinsley, for whatever reason, I do feel it's more of like, hey, I'm a mother authoritative figure to you. So whatever I have to say, you should listen and abide by what I'm saying because I'm right and you're probably wrong because you're younger than me and you have less experience. Yeah. I'm trying to think now if Tinsley has that equal friendship thing. I think she might have had it with Bethany when Bethany was on the show. I don't think Bethany ever really looked at anyone as if she was above them. I just think she looked at them on if they were being an idiot or not, a.k.a. Ramona. Um, And that's how we got all of the wonderful things from the two of them on the screen. So but yeah, I think she was pretty level as far as equal equilibrium, let's say, with Bethany and Tinsley more so than Dorinda Tinsley. That's like mother daughter adult child type thing. That's definitely the dueling diva. Tinsley's tired of people talking for her, which totally makes sense. But If she's tired of people talking for her, why did she never speak for herself in the first place? I don't know. Who knows? But we're seeing that she's growing in a way that she doesn't want to deal with the bullshit for people speaking for her. So let's see what she has to say next episode when they're at the pumpkin patch. Now here is a potential pause for a cause, people. You may or may not hear a sponsor in the middle of this podcast. So if you do, I hope you enjoy the 30 seconds. But if you don't, I'll see you in two, okay? I'll be right back. All right, Yins guys. Now let's continue and start to talk about the weekly shade. Let's talk about the weekly shade. Ooh, so I feel like the best weekly shade came from the Bravo Network against Dorinda and against Ramona. What do I mean? I'll tell you what I mean. Bravo shades Ramona by Jacques looking at her at this event and says, Oh, have you bullied someone before? And she's thinking about it, but we see clips from the past. When Ramona is in a taxi and she is basically telling the taxi driver the exact address again, (laughs) she gets annoyed and she says, shouldn't you write this down? Maybe you'll know it next time. Ooh, that's one. One strike. Second strike. I think they're walking on the Brooklyn Bridge, her and Bethany. Ramona's like, I have a lot of friends. Bethany, you don't even have a lot of friends. You have Jason. You're probably going to screw that up as well. Strike two, Ramona. Here is strike three, and then you will be out. Strike three, <laughs> I think is when I, whenever they were in Miami, and she looks at Tinsley, and she said that Tinsley looks old for her age. And she's like frolicking around in like her fucking white romper. And she's like, me, I look, I look young for my age. Tinsley, you look, you look really old for your age. Like I look really young. And then what does she say? She says something at the end and she's like, what did I say to offend you? Ramona, row, row, Ramona coaster. 
This is why we love you. Now, here's the shade for Dorinda. She didn't get, did she get three strikes? She might have. Yes, she did. She did. Strike one for Dorinda. When she was talking about Sonia's, why don't you get a vaginal rejuvenation again to help out the Holland Tunnel? That's one. Strike two, when she looks at Luann, I don't know, they might have been, I think it was in Mexico or some shit with the whole tequila tasting with Bethany. I don't know. I think it's that trip. They're there. Dorinda looks at Lou and says, well, I, I didn't get a mugshot for it. Bam. That's strike two. Strike three was from this season when she's looking at Tinsley saying that the school bus is about to leave. Put your pigtails in. The school bus is about to leave, Tinsley. Oh my gosh, I'm a grown up. Oh my gosh, I'm a that's strike three, Dorinda. Both the yins are out. Those are the two best shades, in my opinion. Dorinda throws a little bit of shade at Luann whenever she's trying to do her comedy thing with her journal diary. Wasn't that funny? Dorinda's like, I support people. I always believe in try, try, try again. That's all I have to say about that. She was talking about Lou. Apparently, Lou wasn't that funny. Stick to money, can't buy a class. Feeling Jovan. Stick to that. That's all she's saying. That's all I'm saying, too, because it's great. Fucking cabaret. I want to go see your show whenever it comes back. Looking forward. Like I said, the whole Elise thing, talking about Ramona's dance, Seinfeld, ha ha ha. And the last little shade thrown by Dorinda saying that... Ooh, you can totally tell that Dorinda loves having the power over Tinsley because her saying, of course Tinsley's intimidated by me. She's intimidated by a butterfly. <sighs> wow. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bitch, Leah's tagline. Maybe Leah should go to the lunch with Tinsley because I'm thinking after that statement, she's gonna need her girl, Leah. Alrighty now, people, quote of the week. Love it. Row, row. Love it, love it, love it. And Sonia, of course. If it's not Ramona and Sonia, it's going to be Dorinda. But she hasn't said anything mean or like crazy. I feel like it's probably going to be next episode when she comes out with that big ass wine glass. And it's going to be great. I can't wait to see it. I'll do the first one just because Sonia said it. It's pretty quick, but it's kind of cute. Whenever Jacques was telling her to shut the fuck up, basically, because she was being loud, but really it was Dorinda and Tinsley and Leah about the lunch. So Jacques's like, Sonia, please be quiet. That's a terrible French accent. But you get my motherfucking point. So Sonia's like, these cackling bitches need to shut up. Love it. I would say that too. I want to say it right now, but I don't have any cackling bitches to shut the fuck up. So yes. Now. Perfect, perfect. And it's great to have on my podcast because this refers to a podcast. Ramona, your classic, we love you, keep being you, Bill. She says, well, I have no expectation about tonight. Podcasts have gotten very popular, but I don't have time to watch or listen. Oh, wait, you you don't watch a podcast. You listen. <laughs> and then she does her laugh. Yes, Ramona, honey. Yes, yes, yes. First of all, podcast. She thought you watched it. But here's the other thing. It's not that bad for her to say that because I have a personal friend, one of my besties. She kind of said the same thing. So I'm not really shading Ramona or hating on her. I think I'm doing that more so to my friend. Love you, honey. You know who you are because she's my age and she's not like in her 60s like Ramona is. So yeah, Ramona, I'm not hating on you that you thought you had to watch a podcast. But you know what? A lot of times nowadays, and maybe I should fucking do this. Maybe I should create my own YouTube channel so you all can watch me with what I'm doing and see how my juices are floating in the process. So yeah, I guess I'll let that simmer with myself. 
So yeah, quote of the week, podcast, watch, listen. My dad thinks podcasts are radio shows. So whenever he says, oh, are you recording your radio? And I'm like, yeah, dad, I'm recording my radio. That's pretty much what it is. Love it. Love it. Ramona, podcast, listen. You get my point. Yes. Quote of the week. So this upcoming Thursday is going to be pretty good. I'm really excited. It makes me look forward to Halloween time with the whole pumpkins. Hopefully by then we can go out and do shit. I want to paint a motherfucking pump. I almost said a fucking penguin. What the hell? Am I going to the zoo? No, I would never paint a penguin. So for any of you thinking that I would, I wouldn't. I want to paint a pumpkin. That would be so fun. So let's, everyone, let's get better and let's like, Stay inside and let's just do our shit so we can go out and do shit when we can do our shit. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Okay, so I hope everyone enjoyed listening. I always have a good time doing this. And again, I am doing this from the Steel City, honey. Yes, I am in Pittsburgh enjoying myself with my family, with my parents, which has been really nice because I've been cooped up for seven weeks in Chicago by myself and I was kind of going a little crazy And I already talked to myself for the first place because I'm doing this podcast, you know, but it's a lot of fun, right? When the podcast isn't recording, I talk to myself a lot and I think I just got a little bit sick of it. So I wanted to come home and I'm having a great time. So everyone get your jigsaw puzzles out, listen to music, definitely listen to the podcast, tell your friends about the podcast, speak to me on Instagram, Believe Podcasts, and believe pop culture that's b-l-e-a-v i want to talk to you if you guys have anything that you want to run off by me any question and be like hey kim you're an idiot for thinking this or hey kim that was pretty cool that you said that i felt the same way i'd love to hear your thoughts because it's really fun i want to get out there and communicate with you so let's do that together on instagram um thank you again for listening watch bravo binge eat cookies have a quarantini. You get what I'm saying. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Beverly Hills Housewives, Wednesday. New York, of course, on Thursday. Still ready for the Potomac. I can't wait. That's sometime in the summer. I'll keep you guys updated with that. Have a great week again, and I'll catch you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.